The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to our April 2019 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to look back at the month and talk about some of the trends behind some of the biggest movers and shakers and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, the Director of Search Metrics' Services. Tyson manages our SEO, content, and client success organizations. And outside of shepherding Searchmetrics' largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, he's dug through the Searchmetrics suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's our monthly sit-down with Searchmetrics' Director of Services, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to the April version of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Glad to be back here. It's great to reconnect. And uh, I want to ask you first and foremost, has the ground stopped shaking after last month's Google Update earthquake? It has. I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a catch-22 in the sense that... Yeah, a lot of movement last month, plenty for us to talk about. It was like, okay, where do we start on this? And certainly now there is quite a bit more stability, much less movement that we're seeing across the industry as a whole, which is helpful, obviously, for businesses, less, you know, volatile, a little more stability for them to kind of like get back to work, if so to speak. But yeah, from us, from our standpoints, uh, dwarf movements compared to last month. Yeah, I think when we published our last month's update, uh, the March update, you know, we were really still feeling the effects from the earthquake and there were still aftershocks that were happening. So some of the data that we reported felt very dramatic. We saw things like 
74% declines. We saw some 20% growth. And, and we're going to get into a review of how some of those industries and companies performed. But before we get down the path of talking about the real impact a little farther removed from the Google update, I want to take a step back and talk a little bit about how we measure and report on visibility. We originally talked about this in January when we started our Winners and Losers episodes. Hey, Tyson, before we get going, can you just give us a quick reminder on how search metrics views visibility and and what's the metric that we're reporting on? Yeah, no, I think that's a really important point to hone in on because that's going to set the the foundation. It's really going to ground the conversation of like how we're determining a winner and a loser. And the primary KPI that I've been using for this is looking at our organic visibility from our research cloud. A couple reasons why I'm choosing this is the, the data source. One being that we don't want to look at any one industry. We want to kind of touch on, we want to look at e-commerce, we want to look at health. We want to be able to get a good feel of the web as a whole, at least for like the US market that this is, we're also focusing on for this series. And I don't want to be kind of like pigeonholed into having a smaller keyword set where if I'm running a website, yeah, I'm going to be more focused and more honed in on like my core keywords that are driving the biggest impact of my business. But for our purposes here, I want to cast that net really wide and I want to look across all industries. And I also want to see something that's going to remove some of that volatility or seasonality um, aspect. And our visibility score does just that because it takes into account the monthly average search volume. So I know what keywords or I'm giving weight or respect to the keywords that have a really high search volume. But then I'm able to look over a week over a week performance. And if I was taking seasonality into the KPI, then I'd have to look at a year over year performance. And when we want to see who's making the most movement from April to March, we want to see something that's normalized for it. But I think this is also important because this is a way of identifying and feeling and seeing movements that perhaps your business isn't necessarily feeling as much. And a good example of this is say like there's an e-commerce site that captures 90% of their revenue in Q4 for holiday. And they have some substantial movement in their SEO visibility. Being that they're capturing 90% of the revenue in Q4, they might only experience little moderate changes in their traffic or revenue. But if that continues and that gap of performance remains until you get to Q4, well, that's going to be a huge impact on your bottom line. And also being that it's such a short window to capture those sales, you may not have time to react. I think what I'm hearing from you is a couple things. One, the metric that we're reporting on takes into account for seasonality. So you know, when we talk about someone's visibility, it is not something that is impacted by the fact that they're in or outside of holiday. The other thing that Tyson mentioned that I think is, you know, important to mention is that different brands have different prioritization of their SEO visibility. And when, you know, you're not in a high growth or a high conversion period, sometimes seeing the impact of visibility doesn't really show up instantly at the bottom line. But when you're, you know, pouring more fuel on the fire, like in times during the holiday, and you've seen a decrease in visibility throughout the year, you feel it at the crucial times. So 
With that said, you know, we're going to get into a little bit more detail about what we saw in terms of visibility, taking a more zoomed out view after Google's last update. Basically, we saw a big earthquake. We saw a lot of movement initially. And then we saw some subsequent aftershocks. And now that things have stabilized, we have a little bit more of a you know, level playing field with which to evaluate how everybody really shook out from that update. So let's start off first, Tyson, with the e-commerce industry. Tell me what you're seeing in e-commerce now that we're a few weeks removed from the Google update. Yeah, and this was an industry that I was really kind of paying close attention to just because one, we spent a fair amount of time last month talking about some of the movements but there were some pretty significant swings and a lot of these companies you know are are highly dependent to the traffic and revenue that comes in from SEO so i was kind of just eagerly you know waiting to see you know who's putting measures in place or changing maybe strategy who's continuing to fall who's stabilized and then also kind of just how whether or not we we're going to see kind of like a bounce back or you know any potential rollbacks from this and i think the the common element and story across the board is we have reached and we did see stability in April. I would say the greatest illustrations of this is relative stability with Amazon, which is you know going to just cover the board and be a, a good barometer for the industry as a whole. Like we saw some decreases in SEO visibility for them. So overall, from you know, where they're at today to where they were at last month. Yes, they're down a little bit more. But in the grander scheme of things, we saw stability. And then if we look at some of the other like big players, if we look at eBay, if we look at throw in Etsy, who we saw huge gains the previous like month from the algorithm update and really kind of going back to their last 12 months. And with Etsy and eBay and also this Amazon that we just mentioned, those really massive websites in the e-commerce space. And we saw the stability. So this one is like, okay, now we can start then looking into who else is moving because that's largely going to be a, a signal or a clue that that's more of a result to either changes that they're making to the website or maybe if it's like a head-to-head niche competitor. But in these larger box e-commerce sites, their head-to-heads are going to be the other big players. So essentially what you're saying is because the large, more, let's call them marketplace-oriented e-commerce players, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, because you're seeing stability there, we're saying, look, the ground has stopped shaking. The, the effects of the Google update are pretty much behind us and that the other major movers over the last few weeks are a result of either corrections on their site or other macro factors, but but not part of the update. Exactly. Yeah, I think for the macro lens, using these sites as a barometer is going to give you a great kind of overall feel of the the ecom industry. So now that we saw, you know, companies like Etsy sort of vault forward at the update, Amazon took a little bit of a hit. Those are stable. The update is behind us in e-commerce. Who did we see? move? Who are winners and losers in e-commerce? Yeah, I'd say like the ones that I'd, I'd call out as being the, the greatest winners is Target has had a really strong last several weeks. They were already on an upward trajectory when the algorithm update hit, but where they're one of the few that actually saw gains instead of kind of having a negative hit to them. So I definitely would put them in the winners categories just for their kind of growth over the last 
really, I mean, you could go back at the to the beginning of the year. I would say that they've been trending upwards. If you look out at the the macro macro scale, they're still below where their all time high was from a performance. But certainly in the last twelve months, they're at the highest point that they've been. So they're going the right direction. Like the trend and how they've actually weathered the storm and actually came up on top is a great sign. So basically, Target has shown not only a long term growth and they're on a consistent upward trend. But the reason why they're a winner for us in e-commerce is basically the strong performance post-Google update. They've had a week-over-week gain for a couple of weeks in a row. Exactly. Okay. There's another player in the e-commerce industry that had a similar uh, you know, strong growth. Talk to me about what's going on with Wayfair. Yeah, Wayfair also similar levels of growth as far as like how much the website's increased. They were on kind of the the e-commerce winners group for last month in the algorithm update. It's kind of like a a refresher on them. They had an actual negative response where it had a pretty big, pretty substantial and the largest decline that I've seen with this website for the last several years. Last year in September of 2018, towards the end of it, this last algorithm update bounced them almost back to where they were. And then the last several weeks, similar, they've continued to move up. And now they're actually, they've reached their all time high, which we were seeing kind of back almost 12 months ago, maybe like 10 months ago or so. In our organic visibility, they'd reached an all time high for them. um, And they've now reached basically that exact same point. So not only is it reaching that, that water line that they set before, but it's also, you know, leaving and moving out of the algorithm update to have these consecutive weeks where they've shown substantial growth. Yeah. So the long-term play here for Wayfair, you know, about six months removed from really being punished from a Google update, they've shown consistent growth. They were on the winning side of the last update, and then they've continued to show strong growth. Talk to me a little bit about Walmart. We saw that they had, you know, lost some market share. Uh, during this last update, we mentioned them last week. I think they were down three percent, you know, the week the of the update, and then they lost another six percent the following week. What's happened with Walmart since the update? Yeah, they're an interesting one because they're definitely in this kind of like top tier for for large e-commerce sites, of course, given their size, but a little bit different too because much smaller website than some of the other large e-commerce brands that would be in that kind of like top 10 category. And they were having a pretty strong couple weeks going into the algorithm update and they were on the winning side of a previous one, 2018. And they had a similar decline as what we saw from some of these other big players. What I have liked seeing and actually I think is a strong positive for them is since those two weeks of decline, they haven't had these huge gains where they've like recaptured in one week a substantial market share back. But what they have done is they've stringed together about five weeks of consecutive incremental small growth. And I'd say estimated probably regained about one third of the SEO visibility they lost during those two weeks during the update. You know, they're not back to where they were, but this type of trend and seeing that continuous incremental growth, I think is is really promising. And if I was 
on the the SEO team side of that, that's exactly what I'd be looking for is with the nature of this type of update and what was like included in it, you're not gonna see that kind of light switch where all of a sudden, at least it's not likely that you're gonna have just kind of that light switch change that you can make to the site and just all of a sudden you bounce back from these updates. Especially when it's a core update, the the field and the game that we're playing has shifted or altered a little bit. And you're not going to be able to just kind of like bounce back out of it. What you want to be doing, at least what I would be advocating, is to be re-looking at your strategies and your initiatives, stay in the course and continue to get things live to the site and continue to improve. And then you want to just rebuild those elements back. And if you're constantly rebuilding and improving the site, you know, let's call it like a white hat SEO friendly manner, that's ultimately whether it's like an algorithm catching up for you or just continuing to collect these like incremental wins. Like I think that's going to be more of the the sound strategy coming out of these updates that I'd like to see from websites rather than just kind of hoping for for a rollback or a bounce back in the industry level, more of like focusing on like what can you control. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. To me, what it smells like happened with Walmart is the update did not necessarily work in their favor. But this is a company that is paying very close attention to their SEO performance, and they took action and have been able to tweak and optimize their site to be able to gain some of the market share that they lost back. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly my my suspicion here. Like I, you know, haven't been been in the room of what you know the, their teams actually kind of um, how they're strategizing or putting live, but by looking at the numbers, that's kind of the, what the story that I see. If everybody else is stable, that is of their size, and they have continued to gain even after a loss, it feels like they're doing something right on the operational side to to gain some of that market share back. Of course, we can't say exactly what they're doing, but that's that's what it looks like from our perspective. So let's talk about a different industry. When we look at the auto industry, we saw some really interesting differences in terms of some of the companies in the auto industry were growing pretty significantly and some of the companies were really punished by 
the Google update. Talk to us about what you're seeing, you know, not only from the Google update, but in terms of the, the pecking order within the auto industry. This one was somewhat similar. Like there's some similar elements to the e-commerce industry and just kind of speculating on it is you do have overlap in that transactional intent of keywords. But one of the ones that was the largest or took the biggest hit and was kind of like on our or was on our loser list was uh, Car Gurus. So they took a substantial hit at the week after the update. So we we're seeing basically a 37% decrease in their overall SEO performance. This reminded me a little bit to kind of some of the, the declines that you saw from the Amazons and those larger e-commerce brands. The difference that I see with these guys and actually the automotive market as a whole, where in e-commerce, even though there are a few outliers that showed consecutive growth, you know, we touched on Target, Wayfair having like really strong growth in the last couple of weeks, stability with Etsy, incremental wins with Walmart. But car gurus, you saw continued to slide after the algorithm update. So they've actually I mean, immediately after they had a very, very moderate increase, but then that's been, you know, back to back kind of losses for the last four weeks. So I have them on like the loser side. But when you look at the market as a whole, you saw quite a bit more movement in the last month than you saw in e commerce. Where e commerce, it was the big shock from the update and then the outliers, but relatively stability. In this industry, if you look at Carfax, Cars.com, both of those had some really strong growth. Even like the Edmonds and I mean, not as much of like uh, growth, but CarMax also showed stability. So you have like the other large players in this space all capturing market share growth in the last really like four or five, actually, for some of them going back six weeks. So this I thought was interesting because you saw the larger players responding and continuing momentum coming out of the algorithm updates where you didn't see large impacts during. And we were kind of calling out a few of them as being winners because they were showing stability during this. But then in the last four weeks, you really see them further improving it. Like, And again, the two that I'd really call out is Carfax and Cars.com. Both of them over the last six weeks have surpassed CarGurus in their SEO visibility. And that I think is particularly interesting when you compare to the e-commerce industry. Yeah, I think the the big takeaways for me here is that, you know, CarGurus has had a substantial decline, a 37% loss in visibility from the Google update and has continued to slip. And so from being one of the upper echelon uh, auto websites in terms of visibility, you know, they've been passed over by two of their biggest competitors, one of them Carfax, who roughly a year ago was not even playing on the varsity team. And so, you know, seeing Carfax really take a meaningful step forward in terms of their visibility and SEO. And then cars.com has had an effective strategy for at least a medium term time and has now passed car gurus. So we feel pretty, pretty good about their growth as well. I think that's a perfect summary. Yeah, it's like 
Carfax over the last 12 months has just gone from being on the in the junior levels to being kind of a an industry leader as far as like our SOVSability score goes. They do have some pressure on them, but I think all those have have responded quite well from this. And it'll be interesting to see how how car gurus kind of responds to this if they shift their strategy. You know, so I think I'm I'm actually kind of eager to see how, you know, this kind of chess game evolves. So as we move on to the health industry, you know, this is the area that I think was most negatively impacted by the last Google update where we see companies that were impacted by a, a negative 74% visibility pretty much across the board. Everyone with rare exceptions, their visibility was down for the whole industry. Now that we're a little farther removed, what have you seen, Tyson? Yeah, so... Everyday Health still not a positive story for them. They've actually, I mean, they took the massive hit. So that's, you know, that's kind of tough to, to see on, for any website. But then, you know, the six weeks since then, they've showed they've continued to slide. So it hasn't been obviously any substantial movements, but it's just this consistent decline that would, you know, certainly have me kind of concerned from like a site health perspective. When we look at some of the other players in this space, you see kind of like similar patterns and curves to their performance. WebMD still remaining as the as the market leader in this space. They were also pretty, you know, they were hit pretty sincerely from this, and they have seen some continued declines. But over the last three weeks, it does look like there is some stability for them at least in that window. They got a nice little win last week, so hopefully, you know, that kind of hits their hits their new kind of watermark that they can then grow out of. The one website that we kind of called out last week as being a winner because it didn't experience any declines and I think had some moderate, some very small increases was Mayo Clinic. They continue to show that consistency. They've had one week that they had a negative week over week performance. But then turn that around into uh, three more consecutive weeks of growth. So really, I'd say almost over the last ten months, they've been on a positive trajectory. So that is interesting to see how they've been able to weather the storm in one of the most or one of the more volatile industries and segments that we see in search. Like typically, the health and finance are very um, highly scrutinized and often get hit pretty heavily from these updates. So I'd say Mayo Clinic has to be feeling really good about themselves for not only weathering the storm, but taking a few kind of quick wins from it. On the other side, like certainly it would have some uh, massive red flags from the, the decline and kind of hit that like everyday health has experienced. Yeah, I think that, you know, looking at this from the macro lens that the health industry has trended downward in terms of visibility since the update and that has slowed but is still a, you know, a downward fall. And so from our chair, stability is a win in the health industry right now. So as we take a step back and we talk about the winners and losers for the month, Tyson, tell me who you have on your winners list and who's still struggling. Yeah, so um, as far as on the winners list, starting in the e-commerce industry, I would have Wayfair and Target. Both showed really strong growth. So that's been impressive from both of those. I would kind of put Walmart on the on the fringes of the winners. Like 
they did take a big hit, but I do like that consistency of small incremental growth that they've been able to link together over the last few weeks. I'm, I'm going to make an executive decision and I'm going to throw the marketing team at Walmart into the winner's list because to me, they are bucking the trend where they saw a negative impact. It sounds like they are doing something operationally to claw that back when the rest of the industry is staying stable. So I'm throwing Walmart in as our winner. So we have Target, Walmart, and Wayfair as our winners. Talk to me about the auto industry and health industry. Any winners there? Yeah, auto, cars.com, relative to their site, biggest wins for them. Carfax from just kind of becoming the new market lead in that space. So both Carfax and Cars winners. And then finally on the the health industry, WebMD, I'd have some stability there, but I'd say Mayo Clinic is actually going to be like still the top winner for the health industry that I see. Okay. And so talk to me a little bit about some of the the losers. I think that these are, you know, probably going to be pretty consistent with last month where they're the people that were negatively impacted by the Google update, who's still suffering from the update and wasn't able to bounce back. Yeah. And for these losers, I'd be looking to more of continuing the pattern of a decline. So someone that's in a in a stabilization, I would kind of throw out of that. Amazon still's had a little softening. So, you know, I think that they could be in that in that realm within the the e-commerce industry. Within the cars industry, definitely car gurus because it was such a substantial hit and now being below both Carfax, Cars.com, Edmunds, and CarMax. Um, and it was just such a dominant player. That one would still be the loser on my list. And then kind of on the health industry, Everyday Health has had a continued rough six weeks. So I would have them in this group too with that substantial loss and kind of a, a tip in the hat condolences for, uh, for their loss. So congratulations to the marketing team at Walmart for me personally for picking themselves up for Target and Wayfair, Carfax as well. And uh, you know the, on the losers list, the car gurus and everyday health SEOs, by all means, our condolences, best of luck. And if you need some help, of course, give us a call. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, Search Metrics' Director of Services. If you'd like to learn more about Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could send him a tweet at Tyson underscore Stockton, T-Y-S-O-N underscore S-T-O-C-K-T-O-N. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. 
If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.